welcome to episode number two of Herding Prattle. The podcast where each week we prattle on about whatever we want to. And try and herd it into one specific topic. So come along for the ride. Yeehaw! Begin <laughs> with that yeehaw. Uh, so yeah. I'm Matt. And I'm Sarah. If you didn't listen to the first episode, what's wrong with you? Go back and listen to it. It was really good. Absolutely. Episode number two. Uh, so what have we decided to prattle on about this week? My gosh, I think it's a good one. We've uh, decided to talk about dating. Dating. Um, I don't know why that word instills that terror into my being. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's very telling. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I guess. Is there something you wanted to kick us off with, Sarah? Like what what comes to your mind when we say dating? Okay, so first things first, I'm the realist. First things first. Are you a relationship person? Um, what does in define that? What do you mean by that? I, well, I'm not one of these people that uh, bounces from relationship to relationship. I've had like one relationship mm-hmm. whole life mm-hmm. very recently. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess in that sense, no. Mm-hmm. I would say I am. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you, like? What do you mean by that question? What is your answer? I feel like a relationship person is someone who is happier being in a relationship than being single. Oh, in that case, I very much enjoyed being single. I'm happy that I'm in a relationship and I love the person that I'm with, but, you know, I enjoyed being single. Mm, Yeah. The main reason I was single is because I enjoyed it and I didn't want to, like, give that up for, like, someone basic that I wasn't, you know, super into. (laughs) Yeah, that's totally fair. <clears throat> Whereas, yeah, it, but it's so funny, like the way your mindset defines like how you see the dating landscape. Like for me, it was like, I want to be with someone because I feel like I'm, you know, gonna make them less basic. <laughs> you know what I mean? As in like, that will be a more, I've just felt like, I've always got like something to give and I want you know I want to experience things with people I actually think this might come back to us both by the way spoilers we're both only children Mm. but um I've kind of felt like maybe that's coming in a little bit where it's like I want someone to experience things with because doing things on your own is fun and I really love doing things on my own but I like the option of 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 with and without sure well, I mean, that's kind of like the ideal world, though, what you're saying. You're like, you yeah. want the best of both worlds. You know, like, you want to be able to, when you feel like you want to share something with someone, be able to do that. But equally, when you don't and you want to be on your own, you want to be able to do that as well. Yeah, exactly. But that's why I feel like that's why relationships always appeal to me, because that it, for me, that was the best of both worlds. Whereas when you were single, I felt like personally, I would enjoy it. Um, a little bit but not as much as I would if I was in a relationship but having said that I feel like it's very easy to maybe get dragged into being like a toxic like relationship person where you're like I have to be in a relationship otherwise I'll be you know upset I don't think I'm I don't think I was ever like that really but um I just always felt like things should be shared and you know it's always better to I don't know have someone um in your life uh, if, if that person is 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 uh <laughs> is 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 uh you know like the the right person and yeah and the connection is genuine and I mean I know so many people that just physically seem to not be able to be on their own and yes that's you know will just you know be with someone for because or, for whatever you know like because because they they can't bear to be on their own so they'll be with anyone yeah um, that's true that's true um. But yes, yeah, so I've just, I've just, yeah, I found that kind of interesting because, um, like that, that was another thing I wanted to talk about. Like, so, do you feel like the the gay world and the like, quote unquote, straight world? Thank you. What? I was like fully outing me. That's fine. <laughs> no, yes, yeah, so go on. Um. Do you think that there is a, a big difference in how those two worlds date or their concept of dating? 
I think so. I mean, obviously, I, I'm not straight. So anything I say is just my impression of what mm. straight dating is like. Mm. Um, I think that gay dating is much more... Uh, and of course, I'm generalising here before anyone yeah. starts to be like, no, I know that not everyone is the same and not every gay person who goes on dates are like this, but mm. generalising. Um, it's, it's kind of a lot more upfront. Uh, I find in terms of like what you, you're wanting to get out of this date um, mm-hmm. and I, I think with straight couples it's a little bit more uh, not mind games but uh, it's it's not as direct you know yeah. like you know like it's not uncommon or like I've been on dates you know when you know like the guy would be like you know I'm just looking for you know like friends with benefits and, you know, mm-hmm. just like outrightly says it. And you're like, okay, cool. Well, now I know where we stand. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas I don't know from any of my straight friends necessarily they would ever have, like, or have ever had that direct of a, you know, mm-hmm. this is what I'm looking for and what I want. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, I mean, this will tie into another episode, like, if we talk about, like, sex and things. But I think it, it's it's much more like um, dating and, like, the, like, hookup culture kind of intermingle a lot more I think in the gay world than the straight world again Mm. generally yeah exactly like it's hugely generalizing for sure but yeah it is less common I would say in the straight world however I feel like with the introduction of dating apps and such for (laughs) anyone and everyone the landscape has just also really changed quite a lot I think Mm -hmm. um is in that like a lot more is just open and on the table and there's an app for you no matter what kind of thing you're looking for which really changes a lot I think no I think I think you're right and I think that um <clears throat> I mean it's that argument about online dating isn't it like is it is it good is it bad um mm. and I don't think it it's one or the other but it is opened things up in a way that's made things better in a sense but also more difficult in another sense yeah, I think so too. Um, yeah, because I, as I said, I've like been in relationships uh, most of my, you know, adult life. But um, uh, the um, so when like internet dating was coming out and stuff, I, you know, it wasn't really applicable at the time. Um, and also, like way back in the day, like internet dating was not apps. Like it was, you know, was and all that stuff, and it mm-hmm. was you know there was like a stigma around it I think because it was like oh you meet people face to face and now it, that stigma has gone because that's how you meet people you know like mm-hmm. I just find that so funny um that's also by age groups it's a stigma in the sense yeah. of yeah. even still like when you watch like films and tv shows and things when um you know there's like two characters that that meet online they're always kind of like in their 50s and a bit eccentric you know like it in terms of like you know the storyline of these two people that met via internet yeah. dating yeah. Uh, yeah yeah or you know like people who meet on you know like again like websites as opposed to apps like match.com and plenty of fish and um yeah. my favorite christian mingle um <laughs> i actually went to school with a guy called christian mingle i did <laughs> but do you know what i mean i still think today there's still that stigma of like you know the slightly like older ex- more eccentric people who meet on mm online dating but then when a younger couple are like oh yeah we met on tinder you kind of Mm. don't associate the two things to be the same yeah that's so true and I feel like um I saw I saw this tweet that I felt like very seen by um because I had absolutely done this several times and now I I don't um just when when dating apps used to come up in conversation with my friends in London who are using dating apps and just like talking to me about you know what what they're looking for or or whatever i would just hear them out like try it and you know talk about it and advise even though i've never used one and then ultimately i would just say like i just i just don't know how you kids do it you know i was like if 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 i ever had to to do to do online dating i just i don't know how i would absolutely manage like it's so it's so difficult right you know and then there's just this friend like several friends over time just being like yeah yeah it's uh 
it is really difficult you know what i mean like stop stop saying like that you could you couldn't imagine how to possibly ever do it like it's not a big deal you just think it's a big deal so because for anyone who doesn't know me and sarah like sarah is in a relationship and has been for quite a long time okay well Uh, thanks for outing me as you know in a relationship but whatever sorry fellas um but so are you saying that you haven't really had that much first-hand experience with like online dating and dating apps like before your current boyfriend you said you've been in like a lot of relationships how you know how have you met like the people that you've been with like I've never downloaded a dating app in my entire life and that's why I would say these things like I wouldn't even know where to start I wouldn't even know what to write what to do or whatever because I've never done it so I I, even have You've never even had like Tinder on your phone when you're not even interested in looking for someone. You're just like bored and you're swiping. No, I haven't. Also, in these relationships I've been in, it wouldn't be really great if I was just like, yeah, I'm just on no, Tinder. No, like, of course. No, I get fun, it. You know, like whatever. <laughs> oh, interesting. So in that, in that sense, I should, that's just really interesting that you've never had to like navigate that landscape of dating apps and online dating and you know especially in the I, I don't know that the last like five to ten years when they've really sort of yeah. amped up um I think yeah. that's nice that you've not had that experience to be honest yeah but it's this is the thing though I'm trying to unlearn any confusion or stigma I have around it just because I haven't used it so take for example another like London friend would be like oh yeah you know we met on tinder and like as in this will be a boyfriend of like three or four years or something like that you know what I mean it'll be like a partner I'm meeting and I'll just be like how did you guys meet and they'll be like oh tinder you know and the first few times it is a bit like what you know what I mean (laughs) but like that's what's weird is that my experience is becoming extinct and actually it's Mm -hmm. more likely that you'll meet someone via an app like you actually meeting someone in person or or like someone that you knew beforehand or you know whatever is definitely the minority now and I think a lot of people would be jealous of you if you know like knowing that you know because I know so Mm -hmm. many of my friends who've been like oh I wish that we could just meet people you know how you used to like actually in person yeah and this is the thing this is why I don't want there to be any stigma around dating apps but I still feel like it's valid to say that there is something nice about meeting someone in person and just having that be how you meet someone and I do I do think that with the prevalence of dating apps it might reduce people's um like want to get out in the world physically and like try something to meet someone like you know back in the day you might have like joined I don't know like a book club or like a film club or a, you know sport to be like oh yeah I'll meet some people whereas now it's like well no I'll just sit and I'll just find someone from my living room which is yeah. still fine but sometimes it can stop people from going out and being like more vulnerable. I think so I think so it, it's it's yeah it's very much like the easy way of you know and it it's very I mean it, you know we we could talk for hours about sort of how like just visual you know those apps are and like when as opposed to when you meet someone in person and you know like you might see someone and think oh I'm not immediately physically attracted to them in that way but then you start speaking to them and they have like a a way of speaking that that you find very attractive or their manner or you know their comment you know like it it kind of takes away all of those options and it's literally okay well I'm swiping I'm swiping I'm swiping and it's like split second decisions Mm. um yeah exactly and and again i this is why it's like i don't think dating apps are worse or better than meeting someone in real life but what i do think is that it overemphasizes looks even though in person looks are incredibly important but as in if we're really honest with ourselves but i mean it it really does overemphasize that because sometimes you can get to know someone because of something else about them and with apps it really reduces that you you might find someone based on something else Mm -hmm. um which i think is interesting because what does that mean for society you know are we going to have better looking babies coming out of this probably yeah maybe you know Um, i think as well apps have really like again which i guess kind of segues into different topics which we can talk about another day but in terms of just like 
I guess like body shaming and like, you know, like uh, trolls and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like because it isn't, because when you're talking to someone on an app, that immediacy and that, you know, like they're not there in front of you talking to them. Mm-hmm. So like you experience a lot of, you know, like you might message someone and then like, be, you know, being like, hey, how are you? And then the first message you get back from them is, oh no, you're gross. So, you know, like it, which would never really happen. Well, I mean, I would like to think it wouldn't happen. You know, if you met someone in person and they weren't interested in you and you were trying to talk to them, like, you know, they, no one would, or I would like to think not many people would just say to your face, like, oh no, you're disgusting, like, bye. <laughs> Whereas, um, and again, I don't know how different this is from the gay world to the straight world, but in the gay world, that's very, like, prevalent and very, like, you know, like, you message someone and you get a reply being like, oh, I don't think so. Or, you know, like just very, very like blunt and to the point, which then feeds into your, your, uh, you know, just like going forward and navigating kind of like dating in general, you know, like that informs that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, one change in the, in the like quote unquote straight world is probably apps like Hinge and so on that actually yeah. reduce some of the issues with in-person dating for women mm-hmm. where like you, you're both on an equal playing field here like you're both just messaging so you can't like okay so typical example of maybe not dating but like if I was in you know a club with my friends mm-hmm. like men would come up to you and ask you I don't know like do you want to get a drink or something like that and you could say no thanks and mm-hmm. they'd call you like a bitch or they'd call you you know you know a prick or Mm -hmm. something that like in the moment feels like very intimidating and weird and that's an issue that men need to solve Mm -hmm. but sometimes on an app of course they can say that but I actually think they're less likely to say that over an app because they're less threatened in an app whereas in person if you reject some straight men they feel literally attacked Whereas if they're in the comfort of their own living room, if they're in their jammies, it's likely to, you know. <laughs> in their jammies. <laughs> yeah, because ultimately they are. Whereas sometimes when you're out in the club as a straight man, yeah. sometimes you have pressure from your friends to be like a big, strong, you know, man kind of a thing. And sometimes it's nice on some of the dating apps where you can actually just speak to the woman without anyone else kind of watching. And I think that's probably a good thing. Oh, that's interesting. That is interesting because that is kind of I I think the um, yeah I guess the opposite of kind of like yeah. my experiences I think it, people are more brutal online because the yeah. uh, I'm sure they are too but yeah the, you know like the the physicality is just completely taken out of it and you're not a real person you're just a profile so you can be like oh no fuck you you hag yeah. true uh, true true you know. and I'm sorry I sent you that message but I was angry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. So would you say um, with with all the dates that, that you have been on, have there been any that have been um, bottom of the barrel wanting to <laughs> jump in a lake instead of keep talking to this person? I haven't had, to be honest, I haven't had that many terrible dates. I've just had like bad ones that haven't like gone anywhere. Uh, and a lot of the time, you know, I hold my hand up and say a lot of the time they probably go bad because of me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, at first I used to, I just used to find myself, I would get very, very drunk. I <laughs> got all these dates I would go on. Uh-huh. Um, you were nervous, I bet. Yeah, no, that's part of it. Um, but yeah, most of the dates I've gone that have gone south have, I guess, in some part, I think, been influenced by the fact of maybe I've just had a bit too much to drink. <laughs> I think that happens on a lot of dates. Yeah, but no, like, no horror ones. Like, I've never been, like, stood up. I've never had anyone, like, you know, leave halfway through or... Mm-hmm. Um... The worst is when you just go on a date and very early on you... you you think oh this isn't for me mm. I wish I was upfront enough to just you know be like have one drink you know and, and be like okay well you know I actually need to head off now um but I find that incredibly uncomfortable and I've had like many dates where I haven't been interested at all and I've sat there for four hours uh <laughs> while they chat shit to me and you know <laughs> 
And uh, you're just like imagining what you're going to have for dinner when you get home. Yeah, you know, like the, the bubbles, like the speech bubble comes out of my head <laughs> as I'm daydreaming. But also the problem is I'm a very cheap date. So even though um, I might not like these people, if, if they're like, oh, do you want another drink? And they're offering, I, I'm, I'd be like, yeah, okay. Um, so. It is a good way to get free drinks. These are facts. It is. It is. You know, living in London, it's expensive, and drinks in London are expensive. And if someone wants to buy me drinks, I'll enjoy the drinks if I'm not enjoying the company. So, <laughs> yeah. You know, but, um, but no, what about you? What, what springs to your mind when you say like worst dates? Um, I mean, as I said, I haven't been on many because of, you know, just um, being in relationships. Uh, as opposed to dating a, a couple of people you know that kind of way mm -hmm. but even with that limited experience there's still been bad ones um okay. yeah the the worst one was um we went to this uh really nice restaurant it was our first date yeah <clears throat> and uh we were just chatting like i think while we were still reading the menu mm -hmm. you know and uh just like you know telling each other about ourselves that that's one thing I don't you know miss the fact that I don't date it's always like so what do you do you know it's so much like chat 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 like yeah. blah 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 anyway we were, we were at that phase and uh he was going on about something I can't even remember he he it was quite he was quite boring but uh -huh. um he was like telling me something Name him. expose him <laughs> <laughs> He was like, <clears throat> tell me something about yourself. I don't know. It was one of those like date questions where he was like, something that I wouldn't know or whatever. Mm -hmm. Ugh, it just it just feels like so much work to me. Anyway, um, I was like, oh, okay. Well, um, I guess something that you wouldn't maybe know like off the bat is that I'm bisexual. Um, oh. You know, because like he asked, right? Um, and so <laughs> there was like dead silence. And he was like, he put it like putting down the menu. He was like, what? And I was like, yeah, I mean, you know, some, something that you wouldn't maybe guess, I don't know. Mm -hmm. And then he was like, I, I can't believe you actually just said that. Oh my God. I was like, why? And he was like, that isn't really something you should say on a first date. Okay. So... And your response to that is? <laughs> My response to that is, um, I, 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 don't, I don't think it's anything to be ashamed of, so I don't see why it would be an issue. Mm -hmm. And then he was like, well, just so you know, most men won't really like that. And I was like, oh right. You know, and, and then we order. Like, oh God, so mm. The worst date ever oh because God. then i realized i'm not going to talk to him about anything else because clearly he's an asshole and um so i ended up just listening to his boring business stories you know like it just it was it was awful it was a it was a lovely dinner though so did he pay of course he paid but this <laughs> is the thing i would always split it but i was like no bitch like you know you've done yeah, your own absolutely. great here you can fucking pay absolutely. for this <laughs> this is the problem isn't it like i always used to find my kind of uh mindset <laughs> towards dating was i value my time too much to waste yeah, my really. time which yeah. nine times out of ten it is mm -hmm. and it's kind of like wrestling with that fact of like well okay you don't want to be alone forever so like you do need to meet people you know to to you know yeah. <laughs> to jump over that hurdle but nine times out of ten most people you meet are fucking assholes and it just wastes it wastes your time it wastes your money it wastes your energy you know yeah, and, yeah, that's and it, especially in london i find i think i don't know if i mean london's the only large city i've lived in but i think london is especially difficult to meet people in. yeah i have to say i completely agree it's the most difficult place even friend-wise, like, it's very yeah. difficult it, it be, because it's almost set up to be, mm -hmm. you know? Like, that's why I feel like people shouldn't be so hard on themselves when they find it difficult because it's, it's, it's genuinely easier to meet literal, like, just human beings of any sort in most other places, even though London is so 
even though London has so many people in it, you, you would never meet them. And also no one will speak to you or look at you. <laughs> yes, that's true. At all. So how would you possibly talk to anyone? Um, it's very jarring <laughs> when you it first is, move, for sure. Um, I want to ask you about mm-hmm. what's your, like, where do you fall on the thing of like, so your friend is dating someone and mm-hmm. the person they're dating is an absolute prick. Mm-hmm. you think they're you know they're just they're just not a very nice person in general mm-hmm. and you don't like them yeah where do you fall on the you know I guess like the the scale of addressing that with your friend like do you do you not like if they ask you oh what do you think of him mm-hmm. um like what are your thoughts on that well I think it has changed my perspective has changed over you know getting to be a bit more mature I would say because initially I would be like like if if I feel like there's something wrong I have to say something and that was very much what I was like uh whereas as an adult you come to realize that the bits you know about something don't actually mean that you know the whole story or the whole person Mm-hmm. so what you need to do is in my opinion you need to look at if your friend is like happy and in an okay you know relationship or not instead of the actual person because I just feel like while you should be honest with your friends and that's very very important I do find that like if you I don't know I feel like if you kind of make it your business to be like let me do you a favor, sweetie. Like, let me tell you, it, it, it will never actually go down as well. Honey. <laughs> it, yeah, it will never, it won't go the way you think. Also, mm. when you think out that scenario, it's always with you as the friend talking. Now imagine if someone, and you're with, you're with someone you really, really like. Imagine now if a friend was like, um, sweetie, I have to talk to you about something, but it's with someone you really like. I mean, Imagine if you sat me down and said and said to me like, "Oh, I, I really dislike your boyfriend," and I think I think I used the word "hate" several times. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I really hate this man. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean that that is it does flip it completely when you try and put yourself on that on that thing. I mean, I always kind of assume that my maybe it's the British thing in, you know, where you don't want to meddle and you don't want to get involved. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, that when, you know, one of your friends is dating someone who you who maybe you're not too keen on, or you think that they don't treat them well, or you don't like whatever. Um, and then they break up. And then as soon as they break up, you're like, Oh, thank God. I mean, I never liked him anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's always like, like that is. It's awkward. Yeah, it's it is really like comfortable, and it's and and you know I've had friends be like, well, why why did you say that? And it's like you can't tell you that when when you're seeing them and you're like, I'm in love, you know. Exactly, or the people mm. who like break up, and then you're like, yeah, never liked them, and then they get back together, get and you. Yeah. Yes, and then you're like, hi, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin, oh my God, love you. Oh, uh. Kevin, you're back. How have you been? Um, but, but I do, I do get what you mean. But I think it's interesting when you say phrases like, you know, that if they don't treat them well or something, then I feel like you slightly do have license to be like, I don't know, you could maybe do a few like soft comments if they don't treat them well, because it, in that way, you're kind of looking out for your friend. Whereas if it's just someone who you wouldn't say, or you just think, oh, I don't get it, then I, I feel like me. But, um, yeah, but you do want people to be honest, but I find that it's, it's weird that personal relationships are just that, like, they're so personal that it's hard, it's hard for two people to see them in the same way. That's true. It's weird. Right. Um, also, you know, like, your feelings are obviously different, you know, because if you have romantic feelings towards a person, mm, that mm. skewer your, you, well, you know, but your impression of that person is going to be completely different to one of your friend's impressions who does not have those romantic feelings. Yeah, exactly. Um, where do you fall on the uh, issue of age gaps in relationships? Um, this is interesting. I I don't really. 
I think I'm, I'm, I'm potentially a bit of a hypocrite when it comes to it in the sense of, in theory, I don't, I, generally it doesn't really bother me, but I also have never experienced like a drastic one in the sense of, yeah. you know, like if one of my friends was 25 and they told me they were dating a, a 55 year old. Yeah. I probably wouldn't say anything, but I would think, oh, that's a, a big age gap. Yeah, but it's yeah. also interesting how, depending on the the starting age, yeah, how your views on that changes, and I think that is where it's more like you know, like if you're thirty and you're dating a sixty year old, that's a weird age gap in my opinion. But it's also your business, and it's not doing anyone harm. Yeah. Like, there's nothing yeah. kind of like untoward with that. But if you're yeah. eighteen and you're dating a forty year old, mm-hmm. again that's still your business but that age gap just seems a lot more just in terms of like mentalities and where you are in life and again this is criminalizing because not all 18 year olds are you know the same but yeah that's when it becomes a little bit more and it's interesting how everyone's opinion is very different like it's funny you say this just last week um one of my friends is uh 21 and is dating a 30 year old and another friend of mine thought maybe that was a little bit strange. Um, whereas I was, I didn't see that age gap as that strange, to be honest. Um, so it's interesting how, you know, like your perception of what you think is like a, a, a age gap that you would comment on is different mm. to someone else's. Yeah, definitely. I also find it's really interesting because sometimes it seems very much important what the uh sexes are you know Mm -hmm. like it seems a lot more prevalent that older men can date younger women it doesn't Mm -hmm. seem as prevalent that like a 55 year old woman will date a a 19 year old boy because well lots of reasons but like i just find it interesting like why that is (laughs) you know like I, i think that yeah you're so right it is everyone's own individual business but sometimes I do think it can be uh it can be I don't know like there's something strange about certain age gaps yes it still doesn't make it any of my business but it still might make me feel strange but that's fine lots of people feel strange about other stuff Mm -hmm. but um yeah it's super interesting but I think that's another one that like ties into what would you tell your friends off for you know like if your friend was going out with someone else that was older Mm -hmm. or younger Mm -hmm. you know I think there has to be a certain threshold of Mm -hmm. excuse me of like I think there has to be a certain threshold of is there anything I don't know funny about this like situation yeah because usually there isn't yeah and I mean it's like anything like your opinions on things are informed partly in you know how you grew up and and what you know your the people you surround yourself with what their opinions are and and all that sort of thing so you you kind of have to take it with a pinch of salt and and yeah you just have to really think like what is you know like like I said like a, a a 25 year old dating a 40 year old is that something you need to comment on yeah exactly exactly not not really Um, not really you know unless you know you think that there's you know something outside of the age issue going on that you want to address with them but is that an issue I don't really think that's an issue to comment on or if it is a comment you know like it would you know like if one of my friends told me that you know I'd maybe make a joke you maybe make a joke about an older man or something you know but that's just the relationship I have with my friends where we would be taking the piss out of each other yeah, as opposed yeah, yeah. to me being like, I'm worried that you're dating someone 20 years older than you. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, have you, what's been your experience with the people you've dated? Has, have they always been around your age? Um, <clears throat> I mean, I have dated someone that was 10 years older. So I guess I'm a hypocrite as well. But, um... well, but we all knew that, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what age were you? 20. And he was 30. Yeah, but I was more mature. <laughs> um but yeah so I don't know I feel like you know it it wasn't 
it wasn't an issue in the relationship and that's why I totally accept when there are other couples that say like you know it's not an issue for us so like leave us alone I, mm-hmm. okay like that's fair enough mm-hmm. however I do get the heebie-jeebies when I see you know 18 year old teenagers dating in adverted commas like whatever that means when you're 18 dating men in their 50s or 40s for me there is something about that that feels like it's closer to more untoward issues than other age gap relationships but why is that I don't know it's probably because I I feel like you know it it also factors into somehow the misogyny aspect of like women should look really young and they should look really you know whatever Mm -hmm. and that's the ideal Mm -hmm. but at the same time you know, like, isn't Zach Braff going out with that that girl? What's her name? Oh, Florence Pugh. Florence right. Pugh. And like, they they've got an age gap of like, I, th- I don't know. I think it's like seventeen years, mm-hmm. and they keep being like, "Leave us alone." Like, it's not weird, you know. And it's like, yeah. okay, like, fair enough. Like, she's like twenty five. Like, I I know it's not weird, but you just wonder sometimes if you're the older person in the relationship, do you ever wonder if you should be with someone your own age? Like, or is it just, you don't see age, you know, I, I'd like to know from their perspective, like what they think about all that. Yeah, it's, it is interesting. And it's so multifaceted. Um, Like there isn't really an answer to it. Again, it's just, it's just your, your, your opinion and your view of it. Um, Mm. But I do agree. Yeah. Like it, it, I think even if you don't intend it subconsciously, if you see like a much older man with a very, very young woman, you immediately make assumptions as to like, you know, because yeah. you, you think why would that gorgeous 18 year old be with this 50 year old man? And that's mm-hmm. what you start questioning, but you don't question it if, if it's, you know, if it's someone your own age, you know, like when you see couples that are going out, mm-hmm. if they look around the mm-hmm. same age, you wouldn't even question those things. So, so yes, yeah, so you are happily in a relationship but if you yeah. weren't and you were on a dating app, um, you have to put in your age range. Like what, you know, this, this lowest age, to the highest age of what you're com- comfortable, in inverted commas, doing. What would your <laughs> age range be? Your age range, like, it's, it's like, this is what is acceptable to me. Bring me men. Like, it's just so funny. It's like you live like a king. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, so age range. I don't know. I mean. Do most people go with their own age as the base? Or like I mean, again, maybe as a, I don't know how you would feel as a woman dating a yeah. man who's younger than you. Or like, I mean, yeah. mine was always, uh, I mean, I'm 27 now. So I, I mean, I would, my starting point wouldn't be 27. I would probably have it a, f- a few years lower because. Yeah. Yeah, I would probably have it a few years lower too. I don't think it really matters. Um, yeah, I don't think it really matters. Um, so yeah, probably a few years lower, probably 27. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my God, are we going to connect? <laughs> um, 27, and then up to, that's an interesting one, up to, I don't know, maybe like 35? That mm-hmm. seems like a age range that would be a suitable match. Mm-hmm. Like a suitable, you know, oh, even the word match is so funny because it's been co-opted onto a dating app. But it used to be like, you know, a matchmaker, like full on fiddler on the roof. Yeah, stuff. matchmaker, like, matchmaker. It baffles me the amount of like very, very personal information people are like yeah. willing to just put out there for anyone to see. Because anyone yeah. can see, you know, your profile. Um, mm. And so, yeah, I, I find I, it, it's very, very... And also kind of similar in the sense of, I guess we can just touch on this lightly because it might come under like another topic for another episode, but dating and like sending like naughty pictures and sexting and stuff, you know, because if you're seeing someone, you know, that sometimes, you know, that's a part of it, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. But again, on a lot of dating apps, uh, you know, you just will open the app and you just have a, a, a dick pic. Yeah. You know? And it's just so strange how, again, how willing people are to just send photos of their most 
private parts of their body to anyone. Mm. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. again, similar to what you were saying, like, you wouldn't just go up to a club and, like, if, if a guy came up to you, you wouldn't just flash your tits and I wouldn't get, get my dick out. Not again. It, no, never again. But... but, <laughs> but... <laughs> But with some men, though, you feel like they probably would and also do. So I'm not surprised. Well, you're not wrong there, I guess. I mean, <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, what, what's your thoughts on the bio part where you have to like sell yourself essentially and be like, this is why I'm cool and funny and stuff. I find that like from like my performing days, it's really triggering because it's like, the you know, trying to make yourself look cool in a really short amount of time is... It is. It is. I... I think that uh, specific, spe can't even say it, being specific is mm -hmm. the best thing in terms of like, you know, when people write things that are like, oh, I like going to the cinema and meeting my friend for a drink and having fun. <laughs> uh, are, are very much like what you would say you did on holiday. So I think specificity, like I remember once there was a guy who on his profile, he had like a the only thing on his profile was um, like a quote from Michael Scott from The Office. <laughs> and straight away I was like, oh, well, I'm interested. I love The Office. He loves yeah. The Office. Yeah. That's like a way in to talk about something, you know, That's like, great. and then, you know, it, it can kind of like build from there as opposed yeah. to his profile being like, oh, I, I like dogs. You know, I mean, yeah. I love dogs, but so... I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Just like very specific, like have a, have a quote or a, a reference or yeah. just yeah. something that is more specific. So that if someone actually connects to that, you immediately know that you have that very specific thing in common, yeah. as opposed yeah. to being like, yeah, I like to eat. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no. Do you like to get food and have enough liquid to survive? Same. <laughs> Do you like to nourish your body on a daily basis? <laughs> Do you like to occasionally be entertained? Oh my god, same. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Do you like to do fun things in your free time? <laughs> but these are literally the kind of like vague bullshit things that people write. And then the worst thing, again, I guess because you famously have not been on a dating app, is when you message someone and I don't know, say you'll message them saying, hi, you know, I really liked this bit in your profile when you said this, I love that too, how's your week going? And then the response you get is, hi. Yeah. Or just, hey. <laughs> or, you know, any variation of the word, but that's it, you know, and it's like, it's yeah. just, it's just minimal effort already. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, something to look out for all right <laughs> mm -hmm. um yeah and then uh i find like uh on the flip side like dating then within relationships maybe because i've had more experience in that i don't know but i kind of feel like dating within relationships then it's very different and like mm. there's less pressure and everyone's a bit more comfortable usually um but it is different because then it's you're less likely to go and try and do something um, like wild and outlandish like as a date because mm -hmm. you know that you both like a certain thing so you'll just go do that certain thing so I feel like in like the, a utopia there's like a perfect date where it's like something interesting that you're doing but it's also familiar and mm -hmm. Um, you know everyone's kind of having drinks but not like too much and uh, you know all that kind of stuff and I find um, with our generation of like millennials I find dating to be quite interesting because sometimes it'll be like a restaurant or whatever drinks but mm -hmm. like there's a big especially in London as well there's a big push for things like um, I don't know you know those like ball pits and like, you know, let's do Thank this God, weird, yeah, let's do, let's go to God's own junkyard and, you know, like, talk about flat whites. Like, I don't know, it, I, I don't hate it. I don't hate it at all. But I just find it funny that it's almost like in our parents' generation, a date, I mean, it, it would be more 
of an event it would be more serious maybe whereas now it's a bit like it's like what's the most outlandish thing we can do like you know like oh, how yeah. you last night oh it was great we went to this bar where they hook you up to um contraction simulators and so we were talking you know like as if we were contracting and giving birth um and it yeah was and it really, really added yeah really added to the culinary experience <laughs> i found um but yeah but i have to say that the you know people say like in relationships you know to um help you kind of keep a relationship alive you should date your partner you know what i mean so it's like yeah. Even do, you, do you do that with your partner do you find like do you yeah. do you have like a pre-assigned like time where you're like you know we have a date night a week or is it kind of more like when you feel it's needed or yeah it wouldn't be like a date night a week because like you're a busy woman we're together we're together a long time but we're not we don't have kids so we don't need to be like this is the date night so that's sure. the other thing it feels like it goes more on a spectrum then where it's like you can have date nights in, which sure. are suspiciously close to regular nights in, but I don't know. <laughs> and then when you want to like celebrate something special or you want to like just um, like treat the other person, then it would be like we're going to get dressed up and we're going to go to like a restaurant or a bar or usually it would be theatre, theatre or IP. Um, usually it would be theatre or something like that because mm -hmm. that's what we've been to. But um. But it is interesting because <laughs> when you live with someone for such a long time, like, you know, I can look like a piece of shit in my personal home. And I love that. But then when I'm going on a date with that very same person, I'm like, you know, I'm all dressed up and it's like, that's great. And it makes me feel good. And it's nice, you know, for um, your partner and stuff to make an effort. But it's so funny because then you both go back to the same home and you're like, oh, I can't wait to get the fucking, you know, like heels off and off and stuff. And the thing, for anyone who doesn't know Sarah, when Sarah says that she gets all dressed up, like she, she means it. I'm not yeah. talking like, you know, a wispy lash and some lip gloss. Mm. Like Sarah, Sarah goes all out on the, there's maybe been like two or three occasions where like I've seen you and been like, oh my God, like you look amazing, but like you have, you know, like seen that, that glass roof and, and punched your way through it. <laughs> Yeah, but this is the thing, though. This is the thing. Like, I just feel like this is so cultural to an extent. Like, in Ireland, you just get so much more dressed up to go to go out. Mm -hmm. So it's like tan, nails, heels, hair, makeup, dress. Sure. Whereas as soon as I moved to London, and I do think the UK just in general a little bit, it's a little bit more like you want to, you know, like you could wear like trainers and like jeans. And it's like, oh. for me, especially as well, when I'm not dressing up, I'm like homeless man. You know what I mean? There's no in between. <laughs> so why not? To the other. Yeah. So why not? Well, you know? because didn't you, I remember you telling me once that you kind of like dressed for the event that you're going to. 100 percent going to i remember when we went to we went to see like a famous drag queen and um sarah essentially got into drag and yeah. and when she was getting ready and we were like oh like, oh you you what you know what are you wearing she was like i'm i'm we're seeing a drag queen so i'm <laughs> going in drag you know like exactly exactly i just like to yeah i like to feel like i fit in in my surroundings so like um if I'm going to a particular kind of, again, back to theatre, if I'm going to a particular kind of musical, I don't just want to wear like jeans and a t-shirt, unless I have to, unless I'm like coming from work, you know? Um, so if it's, what I mean is like, if it's like a date and we're going to like, we're going to go see Moulin Rouge, mm -hmm. I'm not just going to wear like, you know, jeans and a top because it doesn't feel right to me. It feels like you should dress for the occasion. Um, which often leads to me looking out of place, but I feel in place in my mind. Like so. that time when you went to see Chicago with all your work colleagues. <laughs> oh my God. That was the absolute epitome. We went on a work trip to see Chicago the Musical. If you haven't seen Chicago the Musical, Google image search right now. It is so like, you know, 1920s kind of, or 30s, black, you know, yes. very like vampy. Mm. And everyone, this, this guy from work turned up in like swim shorts 
and I was there and I was there in like this art deco skirt top blazer high heels which are you know they might as well be illegal in London they're so hard to get around on uh-huh. because in my mind it's a work night out like get dressed up we don't do this very often yeah and they were like yeah I mean I've got to get the tube all the way home so like I'm just gonna like whatever and it's just again this is like, this my cavity. you know it's a cultural thing mm-hmm. slightly I don't know I also think it's a me thing because like my mom is very uh like into fashion and stuff and especially for events we're like dress up um mm-hmm. and yeah I think I've taken that on board a little bit like me and her have this phrase that we use that we is not a slur like we like it like it's our word I don't know if okay. you could use it you know to refer to me but when we're dressing up we like to dress tack fabulous tack fabulous tack fabulous okay. which is tack fabulous because oh God, that fits we, you to the T I don't even need you to explain it I'm already like that is I'm that because life is too short like people don't actually give a shit about what you look like you think Mm -hmm. they do but people don't really think about you at all so why not just dress up like and especially like when when like you and I met through theater like when we're so used to you know um pretending to be other people or like enjoying the you know imaginary kind of characters that we've created sometimes then when you step back into your your real life you can be like oh well you know that's theater and this is you know just my my life whereas I feel like at some point you should be allowed to just like you know like (laughs) like sometimes you know you have um uh you have bought items on the internet to you know have fun with fashion wise Uh um and I feel like that's exactly what it is. It's like, it should be fun as well. Because, especially for women, I find, people are always going to hate what you wear in some way. Like, someone oh. won't like it. Oh. And, like, if that's the case, well, then... Eh, Why bother you know? trying to please? Yeah. So, bringing it back to dating, you know, like, so yeah. if that's your approach to, you know, like, you're, you're going to see Chicago, so you're going to dress somewhat like, you know, <laughs> you're in yeah. a 1920s murderess in a yeah. Foster musical. Um, yeah where does that fall on you like deciding what to wear for dates you know like yeah I'll dress up a lot Mm -hmm. for a date um (laughs) yeah like a lot a lot and then I um this is another thing I find that's interesting about dating because Irish guys versus British guys there's a big cultural difference in how men and fashion go together because in Ireland up until like I'm gonna say up until the year 2000 like men and fashion it just wasn't a thing no one really think of it and I mean I mean women looking for men we wouldn't look for not at all it just wouldn't even come into it ever whereas now because like society has changed in Ireland a lot over the last 20 years now it is something that like younger like girls that are starting to date of course they would look for what the guy is wearing and like cool like shoes or a haircut or whatever like you know like I remember the day when skinny jeans for men came to Ireland like it was not that long ago oh, really? and I don't think like you'd be hard-pressed to find any man wearing skinny jeans unless you're in Dublin mm-hmm. you know but the thing is because I grew up at a time where I didn't you know that wasn't a thing yeah I now in a preference way like you can wear whatever you want but in a preference way I don't like men in skinny jeans I don't like men that look like they've spent a long time doing themselves up because that's what my formative years were like even though I can appreciate it looks great okay so the last thing I want to know is what is your experience of uh, long distance relationships because we've both done them there's lots Mm -hmm. of different factors that you know sometimes it's necessary sometimes it's like a choice sometimes you know one person wants it the other person doesn't all that stuff Mm -hmm. um in your experience have you found that it's something that is like if there was a person listening and they were like oh we're about to become long distance what what would you say are the main like pros and cons i don't know i think uh just I mean, just like when you're in a relationship with anyone in general, communication is yeah. even more important 
when you're yeah. in a long-distance relationship. Um, yeah, I, I think communication is, is really the main thing that I've tried to make sure we're sticking with, you know. Um, and just creating a routine, yeah. whatever that routine is, whether, whether you're video calling every day or you just have like a long video call once a week or, you know, like yeah. you, you always watch this one particular TV show to get like, just like tiny little things like that give you a routine and it's almost like you're, you know, there. Um, but I think the main thing, if someone was like, oh, we're going into long distance. I mean, there's lots of things you have to think about. But one of the big things for me is is think about, do you know how long it's going to be for? Yeah. Because I, I think that makes it a lot easier if you have an end date where it's like, okay, we're going to be apart for a while and it's going to be tough. I will work through that but just knowing that in six months or in a year or however long it is if you've got that kind of like to focus on mm -hmm. I think however hard it is that makes it easier because for me it was I moved to a different country and I found it nice to have like a connection to home sure but, um, so this was when you moved to London and your boyfriend was still in Ireland no no, no this is another boyfriend and uh, I moved to Scotland um, oh okay right and uh that's why there was no real end date for me coming home because I was like training in Scotland to then presumably live in the, you know, it was, it was, oh. this is exactly what I mean. Sometimes it can be like, well, what, where are our paths actually going? You know, sometimes mm -hmm. it doesn't really become clear at the start and you need yeah. to have like, uh, I think about where you both want to live and all that stuff. And that, that makes it very difficult. Um, yeah. The way that that ended was over like a Zoom skype and the it was like shakespeare wrote it because it was like complete pathetic fallacy like the connection like stopped working right technological connection uh -huh. and also the emotional connection so like <laughs> yes so like i was talking he was talking it kept cutting out and i heard something along the lines of like up and i was like you want me to turn the volume up and it would be like uh, up and I was like, can't hear you, you know, <laughs> and then eventually I heard break up and I was like, that was so weird. It sounded like you wanted to break up. And he was like, I, he was like, I do. <laughs> oh my God. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, sometimes long distance technology, maybe this is why I never want to go back to, t you know, being technical because I've been burned, but, um, yeah, but ultimately that, um, we we would have broken up anyway. This is the thing. Sometimes it's like, oh, long distance is tough. But it's like, well, you know, it is. But sometimes it can also just be you guys as well. You oh, know? Long distance is tough, but relationships are tough in general, whether you're together yeah. or apart. You know, it's like another thing you have to tackle. But it doesn't necessarily, you know, have to be the end of something. I mean, if anyone was sort of like, oh, I'm in that. I mean, I would always say, like, you have to at least try it. You have to at least yes, you know, give it course, a go. And if you're thinking you don't want to try it, I think that tells you what you need to know about yeah, that 100%. person. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it's so important to spend like a, a good chunk of time on your own. And I think that makes you a better person when you're then in a relationship. If you can be by yourself and have been by yourself, yeah. I think it makes you very good at recognizing your flaws and what you're good at and what you're not so good at. And and knowing what you bring to the table and what you bring to a you know, I, I just think it makes you much more aware of yourself as a person, which benefits yeah. you more in the long run in terms of your relationships with other people. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and, and you can often tell. I would also just like, I'm not a licensed therapist, so please, you know. <laughs> you could have fooled me. Um, oh. Because, yeah, I feel like there's a direct correlation between the amount a couple posts about themselves as a couple mm -hmm. on Instagram and Facebook versus oh, some people how how healthy your relationship actually is mm -hmm. like I, I if only someone would like fund me to do this research I'm sure I could prove like with with a graph like you know if you're posting so much about how like you're so in love and this is the best thing ever and like this person has just fixed everything in your life you will be breaking up in the next two to three months like my god <laughs> i just feel like you have to be independent in every way and Any then who are feeling personally attacked this is not a, a proven science 
<laughs> because I can't get the funding. But no, that was fun. That was herding some prattle again with you for the second week. If you guys have any, you know, uh, specific things you'd like us to prattle on about, absolutely get in touch. As we go forward, we'd really love to, you know, like hear your stories and kind of one of the reasons we wanted to do this podcast was to like get conversations, you know, going with other people as well. So please tweet us, Instagram us. Um, that's Sarah just said at Herding Prattle. And we will be we'll be back next week, won't we, with another one. See you then. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.